And welcome back to the Glenn Merzer Show. Happy to have you aboard once again. I am Rich Reynolds as we continue on our journey of talking all things plant-based with author, screenwriter, playwright, comedian, and now, of course, a podcast host. Here he is, Mr. Glenn Merzer. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Rich. Thank you for the introduction. And our special guests today are my friends Tammy and Tom Kramer, who are responsible in a certain way for the fact that this show exists. See, Tammy is the creator of the Nutmeg Notebook Whole Food Plant-Based Lifestyle blog and YouTube channel. And she could be found at nutmegnotebook.com. And Tom is the co-creator of all of that. Uh, and Tammy and Tom had me on their show, oh, about a year, year and a half ago. Actually, had me and my wife, Joanna, on the show. And um, at, at that point, she said, hey, you should have your own YouTube show. And kind of planted the idea in my mind. But I found it daunting to do it on my own. Let me ask you, Tammy, could you have done this on your own without Tom? No, not not at the level that we are doing it at. It would have been a much simpler show because you can just do it with your iPhone. But no, I needed I needed Tom. Exactly. So I totally understand it. But I'm honored that you took my advice and started the your show. So and I'm very happy to be on it. Well, very good. Thank you. Well, you see, I found my Tom finally in Rich. <laughs> but I don't have to marry him. He just he just does the co-hosting. You don't have to cook for him. Yeah, that's actually good for both of us, Glenn. Yes. So, <laughs> so it works out much better. Um, so yeah, we I, took a trial run on the marriage, Glenn, of about 35 years before we got into doing the YouTube <laughs> together just to make sure it was all going to be good. So we yeah. did a 35-year trial run. Yeah, I wasn't going to give Rich 35 years to hang out with me. <laughs> To see if this would work. I just said, you can you could do the co-hosting. You could do the tech stuff. He's got a great voice. I figure go with him. We don't have to get romantically involved. There so you it's, <laughs> it's all worked out very well. Maybe we better start talking about planes. Oh, let's talk about food? Okay. So Tom and Tammy, tell us your vegan origin story, as it were. How did you come to the low-fat vegan diet? Okay, absolutely. It's fun to, to talk about, and I'll get started, and then I'll let Tom chime in. So in 2012, at my yearly um, physical, my doctor said, you know, we have a little bit of a trend going here. Your LDL cholesterol keeps climbing every year and you know you follow a good diet and you exercise and you're doing everything right and he said so you know next year if things um stay this way we're going to need to put you on a statin and i said well i don't i don't want to do that because both of my parents are on a statin and they have a lot of side effects and they complain about it a lot and he said well, Tammy, it just comes down to genetics. There isn't anything you can do about it. And I left there really perturbed at him. And I thought there has to be something that I can do beyond going on a statin for the rest of my life. And so I started um, consulting Dr. Google. And that led me to um, some plant-based information, the documentary, um, Forks Over Knives, and then I happened to see Dr. Furman on a PBS special, and he was doing his Eat to Live presentation. And I was pretty blown away by that and what he was telling me that, you know, um, trans, uh, adopting a whole food plant-based diet could do for all different types of what he called lifestyle-related diseases. And so I bought his book and I read his book, but we were in the middle of planning our daughter's wedding. And I thought, this is not the time to upset the apple cart and try to do a lifestyle change. So I waited until after the wedding and educated myself some more, watched some more documentaries, read a few more books, found some good um, programs 
yeah, on, I had, on the internet. I had no idea any of this was going on. <laughs> it was all being done covertly. <laughs> Indeed it was. And you so see, Rich I and I have myself. a more open relationship. We, we try to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to realize that uh, Tom and I both grew up in the Midwest and we grew up on meat and potatoes uh -huh. and our kids called him the grill master. And so I was a little nervous about setting him down to tell him that I wanted to give up eating meat. And, but, but I armed myself with a lot of information and then had a talk with him and he was very stoic while I talked to him. I didn't find out. I until was facing later. complete obsolescence <laughs> of my entire lifestyle. So I, uh, I was very stoic. That's a good term. Yeah, yeah. you were. You I, were. I tried to turn to stone so I didn't melt. <laughs> so he was being very supportive. I also should say that I had yo-yo dieted uh, at that point for almost four decades. And yeah. I was really great at losing weight, but I could never maintain the weight loss. I would always gain it back. And he had always been extremely supportive of anything that I wanted to do. And so he told me this time as well, you know, I'll support you. I'll eat whatever you fix. And he said, but don't back me into a corner and tell me that I can't eat meat. And I said, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm no longer going to make meat for you. Okay. But if you want to make it, you can. And so he said, great. Well, that lasted about two, three weeks, and he soon got tired of having to figure out what to cook. And so he decided that at home, he would eat whole food plant-based like I was doing. And then when he was away from home, he would eat whatever he wanted. And he traveled at the time. The, the best food is the food that's already cooked. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to talk about what you were thinking at that moment. Yeah. When we, when we had this family meeting and it was, you know, she, she had clearly put in a lot, put a lot of thought into how she was going to present this and lay it out. Cause she was, I, you know, justifiably concerned about how I, how I may react to it. And as she mentioned, I had supported her previously in other weight loss journeys that, and as she said, she was always successful on them. Maintaining the lost weight was, was usually not successful. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but this one had the most impact on me of, of, of any of the previous ones. You know, uh, I have to say when she presented to me uh, quite a few years ago about the keto diet, hey, you know, sign me up. I was okay with that at the time. <laughs> because um, that one because was eating one, more meat, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I have, you know, I have like the biggest grill you can get from Weber. But um, anyway, uh, inside I was going kind of like, oh, my goodness. This is going to be interesting. Hmm. Well, I'm going to support her as I always have. Uh, clearly, that's what you know a good husband would do because mm -hmm. she wants to make a positive change. But I was also thinking I was in traveling sales still at the time I'm retired now. But I was thinking, man, when I hit the road, I'm heading straight. <laughs> I'm heading straight for Red Robin. <laughs> so. Anyway, so I, I kind of had that in my back pocket that I, I'm going to support her. I'm going to eat what she fixes, and then I am going to pig out when I'm out of town. So, um, and that that actually had a life cycle too, which I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, so um, because he was eating so healthy when he would be at home, you know, things were changing. His gut biome was changing. Things were changing for him. He was actually really enjoying the food. And one of the things that Dr. Joel Furman asks you to do is to make a salad be a big, beautiful salad, be one of your main meals for the day. So he was joining me in doing that. And he was loving all the beans and rice and, you know, all the wonderful carbohydrates that we got to have with that. And then he said when he was traveling, when he did go and have, you know, animal products and high fat, yeah, I, high I was, greasy Yeah, meals. I was kind of in a one week in, one week out cycle. So after eating clean, you know, for six, seven, eight, ten 10 days, you start feeling pretty good. Then you get, you get out of town and head straight for the junk food, uh, junk food, fast food store. And you eat that brick and it lays in your stomach like a brick and it makes you feel sick and you go, what is going on? Yeah. Um, so, so, so that cycle, um, you know, played out, I don't know about 
That took about, what, six months for that? Yeah, probably. Before I came off the road, I was actually going to Whole Foods and building salads, plant-based meals for lunch and for dinner when I was out on the road and uh, eating at their little table area and sending her pictures of my salads. Yeah. Uh, well, let me just ask to show you this, about what it, Tom. It took you six months of this pattern playing out where you felt good when you were eating the plant-based food at home. And you felt bad when you were on the road eating the animal foods. Did it, right. did it take six months to figure it out because you were kind of committed to the idea of that you needed to eat animal foods? Or why did it take six months? I can't say that I was thinking about that deeply. It had more to do with what she was doing here at home and the amazing menus she was preparing and, it, and initially she experimented a lot with, you know, trying to convert all of our standard American diet things into plant-based things. Finally, it evolved into a whole new type of menu, how we eat now, how we teach people to eat now on our channel. Um, it was a little but, bit of a rebellion, I think. Yeah, it, it, it was more of, I'm going to get what I want when I'm out of town. Mm -hmm. and, and that was my psychological game to set aside my fears about giving up something that I thought I, you know, couldn't give up or couldn't live without, um, you know, probably, uh, dairy cheese was the last thing to go there, but, but it, as things have evolved, if you, if you, you know, want to spend calorie density, you know, if you want to spend calories on cheese, there's a lot of amazing plant-based cheeses. Now, I'm not going to say that they're healthy for you. They probably contain a lot of uh, oil and, and quite a bit of nuts so far as calorie content is concerned. But, um, it was more of a swimming downstream and then feeling consequences. And when those consequences, those physiological consequences hit, you'd go, oh, these doctors, these plant-based doctors, probably, I think they've got a point here. Um, because when you, when you misbehave on that, the, the repercussions are real and fairly immediate. Yeah. Tammy, did you, did you suspect at the beginning that Tom was going to come around? It was just going to take him some time? No, I really didn't. I, I actually, sometimes I'm still amazed that he joined me completely. Um, but his transition, you know, it took longer. We had to do for him. I, I jumped in with both feet and just went for it, right? Because um, I should say that uh, my family medical history is that um, not only are both my parents on statins, but my dad has type 2 diabetes. He's insulin dependent. He's on um, shots. And um, it's, you know, it's not reversible at this point in time. And he also has Alzheimer's. And so, you know, back in 2012, I was also looking at what was happening with him and also thinking, you know, I don't want that to be my destiny. Um, that's, you know, I, I need to change that for myself. So I was also motivated by doing that. We didn't know about the animal piece at that point in time. We only knew about doing plant-based for health. Um, but when I learned about the correlation between diet and cancer, then I knew Tom needs to eat this way because his dad had three different types of cancer. And eventually it was um, liver cancer that took his life. And so then I started presenting Tom with more of that kind of information, how it related to him and his medical um, family medical history. And um, I think that also helped sway you. And, mm -hmm. you know, I would just happen to. Yeah, I've always enjoyed the science of things. Yes. And so that was just more, you know, proof in the pudding kind of, of information to uh, affirm uh, the lifestyle path that we were on at that point. You know, at, and also, you know, Tammy did make the transition easy with all the delicious not notebook recipes. But also I did depend on transitional mm -hmm. um what do you call them? The, the plant-based fake meats, the, right. the tofurkey and, right. and we didn't have beyond meat and whatever that stuff uh, was that, back, then. back then, but we had the field, field harvest, right. field roast, field roast, you know, fake hot dogs, right. fake bratwurst, that stuff. I, I loved those things probably for about a year. I, so I got to keep grilling. So the transition <laughs> was, it was, you know, I was out there on the grill with my, with my tofurkeys 
grilling up a storm and getting my my plant-based fake meats but again as time goes on we learned about oil and the deleterious right. effects of oil in the vascular system and you know and I, i'm not you know 42 or 54 or even 63 anymore <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so uh, it, it at the age i'm approaching having a good vascular system then becomes uh, a goal and uh, and those goals that we were achieving were affirmed through our our healthcare, uh, our our well checks. Uh, right. Well, tell us about that, Tammy. That tell us about, frame. Tammy. Tell us about your weight loss and your and the health effects uh, that you. Yeah. So sure, of course. So I ended up losing almost fifty pounds, forty nine. Chef AJ always says to me, "Could you lose just one more pound, <laughs> um, so you can call here, it 50? Here, here's here's a, here's a quick photo for you on that. Um, can uh, you bring it up or not? Uh, did it come up, Rich? I'm not sure. I it did. didn't see a photo. I didn't see it oh, either. I didn't have it in the window. It just went here, to black. Hold on, I have to put it in. I have to put it in the darn window. There we there go. There it is. So okay. Here's a, wow. Here's a, uh, a before and after. Of yeah. So, um, so the weight loss was really great and more important than just the weight loss is the fact that I've been able to maintain it. Um, you know, that's the important thing that it wasn't just a temporary weight loss. And then my LDL cholesterol before I went plant-based was, um, and the LDL is the lousy one. It's the one that we don't want going up. L for and it was lousy, right? L for lousy. That's right. And it was 145. And then when I went back um, the next year for my checkup, it had dropped down to 98. And yeah, so really happy. And I stay now between Tom and I looked up um, our last few years on our medical charts today before the interview just to see you know, and I, I stay between 98 and like 108. So my body happens to be a little cholesterol making machine. And so I have to be really diligent about my diet. And, and I'll be talking about that um, a little bit later when I do a little bit of a food demo for you. But um, I have to be more diligent about it than Tom does because his body doesn't create yeah, the, the, as much cholesterol yeah. as my body. She does. touched on it before. There is a genetic component to, mm -hmm. to our health and your body makes the cholesterol that it's kind of programmed to think that it needs. And then if you eat bad stuff that throws that whole process out of whack, um, you know, and we eat nearly identical, the same food and, and mine dropped down to 95 yeah, yeah you from were 130 down to 95 on the lousy and then it continued to drop on down to like 76 wow that's excellent. um yeah. so the the doctor said something along the lines of your cholesterol levels are really low but uh but the ratio is perfect so i guess everything's okay <laughs> but he was a little bit <laughs> he was a little bit stymied because a guy my age shouldn't have these cholesterol levels so. Yeah. So even though we eat the same diet, as you can see, he still has a lower cholesterol level than I do. Yeah. Um, but but that's you know. Yeah, I you know cholesterol it. is important, and we have to monitor it. But it's yes. it's the combination of cholesterol with saturated fat with inflammation, and so if you're eating a clean right. diet, if your LDL is ninety eight. And his is 78. You're still both doing well because you're eating cleanly. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I did talk to a plant-based um, cardiologist about it and showed him my um, test results. And he said, as clean as you eat, I, I would be very happy if you just stayed right where you're at. You're going to be just fine. You know, because everybody says, oh, you know, as clean as you eat, why is your cholesterol still at 98 or 105 or, you know, and, um, and he was like, I would not be worried about that at all. It's just your body just naturally makes more cholesterol than Tom's does. So, right. and you also lost weight. You lost about 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. that was my as next well. question. And that was my next question. <laughs> so Tom, Tom lost 30 pounds. Tammy lost 50. You both had significant reductions in cholesterol. Any other health effects? Maybe you didn't have any other health yeah. problems. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, dramatic for me in uh, elimination of chronic migraine. Oh, wow. Uh, elimination of chronic knee joint pain. Elimination of chronic back pain. Um, so he, my friends used to say, man, that diet you follow is so restrictive. <laughs> and I go, well, no, because I can go on hikes uh, I can throw my grandkids up in the air. I, to this day, run up the stairs. You know, we have a, a big curvy flight of stairs to get up to the second level. So I, I don't just walk up the stairs. I kind of trot up the stairs, you know, yeah. two, three, three steps at a time. So the plant-based lifestyle is not restrictive. It's liberating in terms of living your life. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I had um, osteoarthritis in my knees and we love to hike. And for a while there, I had to um, give up um, the hiking. And when Tom would go hiking, he would have to wear these um, knee braces. And now he doesn't have to wear his knee braces. We can go for a 16 mile hike in a day. Um, you know, we live in Northern California, so we have um, the beautiful foothills of the Sierra mountains to go hiking in. Um, and, and it's fairly easy for us now because we don't have all that extra weight for one, we eat a stellar diet. So we have incredible energy and we don't have knee pain, which is also really amazing. I also would have a lot of headaches and that was probably due to, um, glucose levels, you know, because I was eating a lot of bread and sugar and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I got rid of the chronic headaches as well. So just, you know, you just feel so much better. I mean, you know, the, the food and the cravings, um, you know, I used to crave a lot of junk food and the cravings for that stuff also dissipates because, um, when you're eating really healthy and you're feeding your body nutrients, it doesn't crave things, you know? Um, we love the food so much and we take potatoes with us everywhere. So, you know, we love them for hiking and, um, and sometimes if we're sitting there, you know, on the trail eating our lunch and we've got a big old sweet potato we're gnawing on and people will walk by and they'll look and then they'll take a second look. Sometimes know? they stop and ask, uh, what are you eating? <laughs> yeah. So Tammy, it was back in, I guess, 2012 when you started eating this way, right? It was, yes. And so you immediately start to feel the beneficial effects of the diet. You immediately start losing weight. You're cholesterol goes down. At what point do you make this transition to say, hey, I'd like to help other people experience the same benefit and, and, and found Nutmeg Notebook with Tom? Yeah. So that, that was about 2016 or so. I met Chef AJ on the message boards of um, the um, Dr. Furman's message board. So I met her and um, that was like a year or two probably into my going plant-based. And about that time, unfortunately, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Now I had been tested for it the year before I went plant-based because I was having some side effects that I felt were related to that. But at that time, um, when I got tested, I tested in a normal level. And so they said, oh no, you're fine. Um, but when I, and I did talk to a plant-based doctor, like, why did this happen after, you know, I went plant-based and he said, from all those years that you weren't plant-based, <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. you had already, you know, done damage. And so, um, so I did have to go on levothyroxine and I'm still on it and I'm on the smallest amount. But when my thyroid um, hormones started being out of whack, I started gaining back some weight, even though nothing about my diet changed. I was still, you know, really following um, 
the diet to a T, eating my salads and doing all of that and exercising. And so, um, but then I was having some of the side effects of hypothyroidism and went in and found out I did have it. And I was struggling trying to, I gained some weight and I was struggling to lose the weight I gained even after I got on the levothyroxine. And it was about that time that Chef AJ was starting an online program called the Ultimate Weight Loss. So I emailed her and said, well, I was just, you know, recently diagnosed with hypothyroidism and I'm on medication for that and I've gained some weight and I'm struggling to lose it and I don't know if anything's going to help me. And she told me that she also was hypothyroid and she was able to lose the weight following this regimen that she was going to be teaching. So man, I signed right up and she was right. It, you know, worked beautifully for me because I learned about calorie density and I learned how to sequence my meals by eating the lowest calorie density foods first, which crowds out the higher cal gives you less room for the higher calorie density foods. And that worked great. And then I was sharing my recipes and photos and different things in her um, Facebook group. And so she encouraged me to um, start a YouTube channel. And then at that time, um, John Pierre was working with her and he told us that, you know, once we have the privilege of knowing all this information about a whole food plant-based diet and how it's good for our health, the environment and the animals, um, he said, we all have an obligation to pass it forward to other people. And so I kind of, I had that in the back of my mind as well. And I had started a blog before I ever went plant-based when I was eating the oh. standard American diet. I had my nutmeg notebook blog. And, what, what, um, what, you know, what was in the, what was the content of the pre-vegan nutmeg notebook blog? Yeah. So it was what I thought was a healthy diet. Uh -huh. You know, it was low fat. I ate a lot of chicken, a lot of fish, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it was what I thought at the time from what I knew, what I thought was a healthy diet. You wanted to say something? Yeah, kind of the, I, I think it's the name of a magazine. It kind of followed the cooking light theory, you know, Lots of white meats and, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of vegetables, limited, and fruits. you know, limited fats and so forth. It was what it's what a standard American diet person would consider to be a healthy diet. She yeah. was eating what we believe to be a healthy diet. Okay, now I didn't know um, about this. So there was a nutmeg notebook blog before you were plant based, and then after yeah, you became plant based, was there a day when you had like a headline? Whoops, <laughs> you know. What I told you before, maybe I got it. Well, I had, yeah, kind of. I started, well, I had started, um, bef you know, while, while I was in that phase where I was, you know, waiting till after our daughter's wedding, I was starting to incorporate a lot more meatless meals into our weekly menu. And so I was actually posting a lot of um, vegan meals. And so people were seeing, wow, there's a transition here. And then when I fully adopted it, then I did talk about it. I told mm -hmm. people, you know, this is what I'm going to be doing. And um, from this day forward, I'm going to have all um, whole food, plant-based. Would you give them six weeks to, she gave them six weeks or something to do? Oh, no, I left the recipes on there initially. No, for longer than that okay. initially. Um, I left the recipes up there because I was, what I was hoping is hoping they would still come for those standard American diet recipes, but they would see what I was doing and the success that I was having and that they might decide to, you know, dip their toes. She in was it. trying to bait and switch those. Sad <laughs> <laughs> and so did your, did your followers who, uh, at the time in the first incarnation of nutmeg notebook, before you were plant-based, you had followers. Did they, some of them transition with you? They did not. They did not. I, I'm the, <laughs> oh, the heck with guy, them. And I, I'm a I metrics know. guy, and I track you know the Google analytics of the blog sites and all of that. And her her blog site in that healthy cooking cooking light genre was reasonably successful for its age. She was running about a hundred thousand page views per month. Um, mm -hmm. Is how we were measuring that. And after she went fully plant based on the blog, it dropped to. 10,000. 
So mm-hmm. our, our, our user base dropped by 90%. And do you want to tell us we where it is now? Uh, do you know? Well, we transitioned more over to YouTube. So okay. YouTube runs probably anywhere from uh, 80 to 100,000 views per month. We uh-huh. recently passed 3.5 million views on the YouTube channel. There you go. Um, so, so it doesn't correlate. The, you know, the blog is kind of the trunk of the tree. Uh-huh. YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram are like the branches and the trees in terms of getting the information out into yes. the plant-based world. Uh, so the correlation isn't direct, but, uh, but it, it continues to grow. Uh, the biggest growth measure that we do probably is is the growth on YouTube and and of course our our because uh, we can reach so many more people yeah. on YouTube and then we met um, Linda Middlesworth who we know that you know and she's yeah. the president of our um, local Sacramento Vegan Society and the first meeting that we went to um, that she had she introduced herself and then she asked us are you here for the for your health or for the animals? And we said, well, we're here for our health. Well, um, she let us get by with that for <laughs> a few visits. <laughs> and then one day she said to us, I know that you come for your health, but would you do me the favor of coming to one of our meetings where we're going to be talking about animal advocacy? And we said, sure, of course, we would we would do that. And that was the beginning then of us learning about um uh, factory farming and the cruelty mm-hmm. um, there is to animals, and you know, once you know that, you you can't go back. You know, you can only move forward and um, and and also try to help educate people about that, and then learning about the impact that the factory farming has on the environment and all of that. And we have three beautiful young grandchildren. And so, you know, we really want there to be a beautiful world for them as they grow up. So, um, so, you know, it's just been a wonderful transition um, since 2013. We've grown, we've learned so much. Um, AJ taught us a lot and, um, you know, she really encouraged us to do the YouTube channel. When we met Linda, Linda said, oh my gosh, you cook? Well, people need to learn how to cook so they can eat this way long term. She said, would you teach some classes? Because people want to learn how to cook and I don't have time to teach classes, she told me. And so then we, this was before the pandemic. So then we started teaching um, whole food, plant-based, oil-free cooking in our home. We would have like 24 people come on a Saturday. Um, They'd be here for about three hours. We would, you know, teach them um, how to cook stuff. And then we would all sit down and eat together. And um, that was really rewarding and fun. Then, of course, the pandemic came and we just started relying more on YouTube and doing things on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of hook- cooking, you're going to give us a cooking demonstration, right? With oat growth? Yeah, I'm going to show you. I'm going to um, show you some something that um, has been very helpful for me in helping yeah. to keep my LDL it, it, cholesterol down. It's more of a grain nutrition class and demonstration. <laughs> it's more of a grain nutrition class and demonstration than a than a cooking demo. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, but, but if people if people want to see more of like what we eat in a day and how how I cook and the types of recipes that we have, I would really encourage them to visit our Nutmeg Notebook YouTube channel. We have hundreds of videos on there. Um, And we also do a live show on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific, and you can always catch the replay of those. But that's where we answer a lot of people's questions. Sometimes we are interviewing people like Glenn or some plant-based doctors or other people in the plant-based community. And then sometimes we do open Q&As. And then there's also printable recipes on our blog as well. Also Nutmeg Notebook. All right. All right. So now we're going to learn about oat groats. And the interesting thing about oats is people sometimes get rolled oats. They get oat groats, they get um, steel cut oats. So tell us about the difference in the, the hierarchy of oats. That's right. So there's lots of different choices now. And we follow a, um, a starch based diet. So we do eat 
starch at um, every meal. Uh, starch is very um, satisfying. It gives you satiety. Um, it's also where we get our energy from. Our brain needs these good carbohydrates as well. And so it can take a lot of different forms. Oats just happens to be one. And um, when we're looking at our options, sometimes there's good, better, and best. And that's what I'm going to talk about with you for oats. So I think we all know about rolled oats. These can be called rolled oats or old-fashioned oats and <clears throat> very um, easily available at every grocery store you can find these. Now what they've done with these is they've taken the whole oat groat and they've steamed them and then they have rolled them. They've pressed them so you can see that you know they're flat. So anytime that some a grain has been more processed, that means um, it's going to digest more quickly also, and it's going to have a higher glycemic impact on our blood when we eat it. So the quicker that you can cook it, the quicker it is going to digest. So that's kind of a good rule of thumb to remember. Still a good choice, probably what most people eat are the rolled oats. Then there is the steel cut oat. This is where they take the whole oat groat and they just chop it up and they make it smaller. So it does cook a little bit faster than the oat groats that I'm going to show you, but it has a little more nutrients to it. It takes longer to cook. It's going to have less of a glycemic impact on you when you eat it. It's going to digest slower, so it's going to stick with you longer and keep you feeling full longer. So that's a really good thing. And then there is the whole oat groat, and that is this. Now, it does, on when it's growing, it does have a hole on the outside, and they do take that off, but that is all they do to it. So this one takes the longest to cook, it takes the longest to digest, and it has the lowest glycemic impact when you eat it. And this is the one that I go for. Now, not to say that I won't use these other two. I'll use these in some recipes where the whole oat groat wouldn't give me the same texture as I would want. So like in baked goods and things like that. But I eat less of those now than I used to. So that's, that's where we're at on those. So we have good, better, and best. So how I make them, I learned this trick from Sharon McRae. Do you know Sharon? I have never Glenn? met her, but um, like you, she had some recipes in my book, Own Your Health. Tammy did me the favor of contributing recipes to Own Your Health, and so did Sharon McRae, whom I've never met. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's great. And um, she taught me how to make these in my Instant Pot. So I decided, well, you know, because of um, how I battle my LDL cholesterol, I decided I needed to start having oat groats on a more regular basis. I liked the fact that they would stick with me longer, have a lower glycemic impact on me after I eat them. And so I thought, okay, so I made them. And I made them according to the directions on the package. And they came out like this lumpy porridge. And it was disgusting. I couldn't even eat it. I just disliked it so much. And so then I said to Sharon, I can't believe you like oat groats. I thought they were terrible. And she was like, how did you cook them? She's like, oh, no, no, no. You have to try what I do. So this is my little three-quart instant pot. You can make them in the six. You could make them in the eight. You would do it the same way that I'm going to tell you. It's just, this is the little one I like to use for this because I'm usually using my six quart for something else. So you take two cups of the oat groats. And I do buy the organic because there's a lot of pesticides that are used in the growing of oats. And I also want to say these are gluten-free. So 
Oats are naturally gluten-free, but if you have like celiac disease, then you need to make sure that you are getting certified gluten-free oats because they come into, if they come into contact with other grains or they're processed in a plant that processes grains that contain gluten, even though they clean the machines in between, there can be some cross-contamination. And so you would want to get certified um, gluten-free, but they are naturally gluten-free. So you take two cups of the oat groats with three cups of water and you boil the water before you put them in to the instant pot because that just helps them cook quicker. It helps the pot come up to temperature quicker. quicker. You do it on high, natural pressure release, and then you let them go to warm for two hours. And I'm just going to show you here. How long do you cook them on high? Okay. For five minutes. You cook them on high for five minutes, high pressure, natural pressure release, and then let them sit on warm for two hours. It automatically, your Instant Pot automatically goes to warm. And then I just take a fork and I just fluff them up. And you can see, instead of porridge here, I have a really nice, almost like a pilaf. Now the oat groats have kind of a nutty flavor to them and they have the texture of cooked brown rice when they're cooked like this. And the oats have a soluble fiber which reduces your LDL cholesterol. It actually grabs water that is in your um, bloodstream and um, pulls the cholesterol out with it, which is just so amazing. So insoluble fibers in other things like beans and apples and pears and, um, you know, there's some other foods as well. But I just thought, well, this would be really easy to incorporate in my diet on a regular basis. And so I use this in place of brown rice. I know we all think of oats as something sweet instead of something savory. You're going to put some in a little dish so they can see all the fluffs. Yeah. And so I just eat this like I would brown rice. So I will put this in a um, burrito bowl. More, one more scoop. One so more pile, scoop. Pile it up. Pile it up. So we can see it. There you go. Okay. You can hold it up there. Well, uh, yeah, we're on this camera now. <laughs> see, we can get a good look at that. See, it's it's separate, clean. You know, little grain. Little grain. It's not porridge. It's not a, a massive mush. Uh -huh. So, and then after it's refrigerated, it even kind of gets a it little gets bit e more. It gets a little more dry and a little bit more like the texture of brown rice. So, I'll make it, I'll put it in a burrito bowl. I'll put it in my salads with my um, my beans and all my other veggies. And I'll put it in the, like if I make a plant-based chili, I'll put it in the bottom of the bowl. I'll put the chili on top of it. And it's del absolutely delicious. And um, I probably have this, you know, several times a week. And I know that it's doing my body so much good. And it also freezes. And so what I'll do is um, about, you know, once every two weeks, I'll make a pot like this and I'll leave part of it out. And the other part I will put in my freezer in little half cup servings. And that way I can just pull some out whenever I want it and add it to a soup or a dish of grains and some beans or a burrito bowl or whatever I have. So this is just a wonderful little powerhouse if your body creates a lot of cholesterol like mine or you're just starting a plant-based diet and you're trying to reduce your cholesterol. This is a really great way to do it. Well, that's a very helpful approach to cooking oats. Uh, if somebody doesn't have an Instant Pot, is there a good substitute for the way to cook it? You know, I don't know how to make them come out like this on the stove top. Uh -huh. I only know how to do it in the instant pot. Uh -huh. um, and so I, I don't know how they can do that. You, I know that you can add like the oat groats 
you know, instead of adding like rice or barley to a soup, if you're making it, you can towards the um, end of the cooking, you can add this um, to the to the pot of soup um, or stew and um, let it cook it. You'll have to add more broth because it will soak up um, some of the liquid in there. There's there's three essential kitchen equipment elements that really support a whole food plant-based diet and the Instapot probably is the number one mm -hmm. on that list because so many, you know, as you get more involved in plant-based uh, culinary community, the Instapot is absolutely a recurring theme, like 100% of the time with every single chef and cookbook author out there. There are some authors that specialize specifically in in, Instant in, in pressure cooker recipes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the other one would be, would be uh, some kind of uh, a good blender and hopefully a high speed blender for a lot of what Tammy prepares in terms of soups and sauces, dressings. And then the new kid on the block that we've been um, somewhat responsible for in the community is the advent of air fryers starting about five years ago uh, because of the oil free of all the things we can do oil free with mm -hmm. air fryers. Right. So if, if you're plant-based, you're going to want an Instapot. There's really not a good way around that one. Uh -huh. You It would be nice to have a high-speed blender. Uh, you've got to have some kind of blender, hopefully, you know, preferably a high-speed blender, Vitamix or a uh, Blendtec. And then, and then again, uh, some kind of air fryer. And we have videos on all these things. But, but yeah, three kitchen uh, equipment essentials to really have a, a width of of opportunity and what you're prepping in your plant-based kitchen. Yeah, you can get started with just the basics, whatever you have in your kitchen that you can cook with. But, um, you know, the more you get into it, then you can see the benefits of, of having those three things for sure. Yeah. One thing we talk about, you know, because of, you know, the pressure cooker, she's got the different sizes. We do the batch. She does the batch prepping. I actually do some of it as well believe it or not. And, <laughs> and Tom can cook. And so our refrigerator is stocked with ingredients. Mm -hmm. You know, we, yeah. we're, we, she's not slaving over the stove, you know, coming up with, you know, she does make some awesome, you know, recipes, but that's not an everyday thing. There's beans, there's rice, there's corn, there's three different kinds of potatoes. There's at least two kinds of grains. There's salads, uh, uh, berries, there's prep salads. And at mealtime, you just go to the refrigerator and you pull out what you want to eat. You're not having to go sort out. You're not having to go to a recipe book. And what's your you favorite know? way to heat things up when you pull out the corn and the rice and the? Um, well, we like to. We do like to air fry things. So mm -hmm. even if I cook, like I'll cook corn on the cob in um, a six or eight quart um, instant pot because it only takes two minutes, and you know I don't want it to go bad. So I'll cook it all at, up. Um, at the beginning of the week for the week ahead and the same with our sweet potatoes and veggie burgers I'll you know make a double batch of them and freeze them because like Tom said uh, our motto is work smarter not harder in the kitchen so you know if you it doesn't take any more time really to make a double recipe than a single recipe and you only have to do dishes once I love that and then we freeze a lot of stuff and then we can heat it up in the air fryer quite easily and we and we do use the microwave mm -hmm. and uh with with no plastics we don't heat up in plastics in the microwave because that is a concern for folks and then the other piece is since we're not incorporating oil and fats into our food uh, you know if you would put an old fatty animal-based product in the microwave it undergoes some kind of chemical change yeah. it's just kind of weird um but you know the microwave is heating up the water that's in the food and the water's not changing chemically. It's just becoming hot water inside the food. And so we are, we don't have any concerns about using our microwave to heat up our plant-based foods. And Dr. Gregor has uh, videos on that and he says that, it's, yeah. it's safe. Yeah. yeah. So, and then we also, you know, we'll um, also heat things up in a skillet as well. So, you know, we just don't use any oil. We'll use a little bit of oil. I mean, a little bit of water or a little bit of broth, no oil. Instead of oil. Yeah. Instead of oil. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can saute onions and mushrooms and greens and all I mean, kinds of things. Yeah, The day-to-day -day meals are simple. This does not have to be complicated. 
Yeah. And it seems like the longer people eat this way, the more simple they eat because when you get off salt, oil, and sugar and processed foods, you undergo a transformation, your taste changes, and you really can enjoy whole natural food so much more. You know, you eat a strawberry and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this tastes like candy. It's so sweet. And um, mm -hmm. it just, you know, you start to enjoy more simple foods just become more pleasurable. And, and that, I think, is the secret to the fact that now you don't have any trouble maintaining your weight loss because now it's effortless, right? You're, right, right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, without any, just eating the way we eat, not no conscious uh, volume restriction. You know, we, we eat until we're comfortably satisfied when, you know, comfortably we, full. Comfortable, because we're eating these big salads. Um, but the weight has just been the same weight now for several years without focusing on that issue. We focus on eating good food, mm -hmm. get on the scale once a month or whatever, and it's always the same. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, because, you know, it's, it's paying attention to eating good foods, right. you know, not how fast you're running or how much you're working out who, you know, you can't outrun a fork. Uh, yeah, you can never outrun your fork in weight gain, but if you put the right things on the fork, you don't have to outrun it. Yeah. And another thing, um, people always ask us, did anybody in your family decide to go plant-based? Well, our kids, when we decided to do this, they were both in college at the time. And so they started, we told them what we were doing and they started doing their own research because they wanted to make sure that mom and dad weren't doing something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so they came back with, oh my gosh, we all need to be eating this way. And so our daughter transitioned first. And then um, since she went plant-based, she's had three children and the three children all eat um, whole food, plant-based. Have they, uh, been, they have, have they a more been vegan all their lives? The three, your, they your have. Children? Yeah, she was. Our daughter was eating um, vegan while she before she got pregnant, all through the pregnancy, and all three children have been um, eating that way. The oldest is six, and the there's a set of twins that just turned four, and then. Um, our son also decided to be um, plant-based as well. And um, so, you know, we didn't push that on them. We gave them cookbooks and <clears throat> told them do different documentaries that they could watch to, you know, further their education about it. And they never seem to watch the Nutmeg Notebook show, though. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it tough yeah. with your grandchildren when they're young grandchildren to explain to them, I know this is hard to understand, but other people eat animals. And so when you go to the party and they're having hamburgers, you don't want to do that. Uh, this might be a good question to ask your daughter, but uh, is it tough to explain this to a child? Well, um, of course, you know, the last um, two and a half years of their life have been um, during the pandemic. Right. And so um, because of that, you know, they've um, not had as many social gatherings to go to. And our daughter does homeschool. Um, so our oldest granddaughter is, um, being homeschooled. She's in first grade and then the twins are preschoolers. And our daughter was a, um, a high school teacher before she became a, a stay at home mom. And so, um, she did just recently, she was talking to them because they're, you know, having more opportunities to be social again, and they're going to the park with friends and that kind of thing. And so she didn't want them to um, be shocked if somebody, you know, was eating something that they don't eat at the park or what have you. So she's been talking to them a lot about, you know, we eat a vegan diet and we don't eat animals. And, you know, and some people do choose to have eggs or cheese or meat. And our little grandson, who's four, he said, Mama, do you mean that people will eat a chicken? And she said, yes. And, and he said, 
Well, we're going to have to put a stop to that. <laughs> That's a good kid. He's, yeah, he said, you know, people need to stop doing that, Mama. We can't let people eat the chicken. So she's working on a, a dialogue to arm them with a, a, a social approach to, um, yeah, no, no, thank you. I, I don't care for that. I, I eat this other way. You know, so she's right. working on getting uh, a friendly dialogue uh uh, available okay. to them. Yes. And their other side of the family, you know, they eat the standard American diet and, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't want them to, um, what do I want to say? She doesn't want them to confront anyone right. about their choices. She wants them to deal with it with compassion and, um, and understand that, you know, um, like she's told them, Lita, I'm Lita. Lita eats this way because this is the healthiest way to eat. And we eat like Lita does because we want to eat the healthiest way that we can eat as well. And, right. you know, so they are really, so really So you just need a polite that. way to say, no, thank you. I don't want to eat your diseased carcass. Something like that. <laughs> Yeah. And so what they do when we're getting together with the extended family, they really respect the fact that this is how we eat. And, you know, they go out of their way to try to make um, plant-based meals for us, They, you know, to have something. And what our daughter always does is she always finds out what the menu is going to be ahead of, ahead of time so that, you know, if there's going to be a dessert there that isn't going to be um, vegan, then she will make something similar to it so that the kids, you know, if there's going to be cupcakes, then she makes sure that she has vegan cupcakes right. for the kids. If there's right. going to be ice cream, she makes sure she, you know, has vegan ice cream for the kids. If they're going to have hamburgers, then she has veggie burgers, right. That's good. you know. That's great. Yeah. So and, they don't feel like they're left out. And, and Rich has a son who I predict is going to be a professional major league baseball player who has gone plant-based and his batting average went up as soon as he kept started eating plants only. Right, Rich? He's a, he's hitting 373. At least he did last season and led the nation in doubles. And, um, yeah. The the entire yeah. nation collegiate. He's, wow. He, he's a pretty impressive baseball player. And it's so funny because right at, before we did this show, he was heading off to practice and telling me how much all the guys are always on him and making fun of him for eating plant-based and doing it that way. And his response is always the same. He goes, I'm the best player on the team and I'm bigger than all of you. And look <laughs> at how I eat. You know? <laughs> so when, when, when you that. can match those things, come and talk to me about your diet but no one on the team has been able to do so there you yeah, go yeah that's amazing well isn't it wonderful that um well first of all congratulations right. um that must make you very proud and how wonderful that he is in the position to be an advocate for this lifestyle yeah, absolutely. And Glenn, by the way, you, you know that you said you wanted him to make it to the majors and then switch everyone yeah. to being vegan. He actually right. thinks the the easier part is making it to the majors. He says once he yeah. gets there, that's what he's well, going to do. As, as everyone's going plant-based. But I, I know he can do both. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. And, and are you going to interview him for the show? I, I, I want to have him come on. Yes. Rich, Once he gets drafted, let's let's get him drafted first, Glenn. That's what I want to have happen. <laughs> when when is the draft? The draft is in July. Okay, I gotta wait till July. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah, All one right. of the major league football teams had quite a number of yeah. players that were eating plant based. Was it the Miami Dolphins? The Tennessee right? Titans did, and uh, in fact, uh, it was over twenty percent of their team. And then also, yeah, the uh, Miami Dolphins uh, with, with several players that yeah. have been out and saying, "Yep, that they've gone plant based." And a lot of that, uh, Charity Morgan um, has been pushing. And if you ever see um, her stuff, not quite the whole food plant based uh, thing that you know we're, we're talking about here today, but uh, definitely a step in the right direction for all of those athletes. Yes. Okay. Great. And my Aunt Rosie told me that some of the best Mahjong players now have gone <laughs> 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 taken over. Tammy and Tom, thank you so much for joining us. 
and for the cooking and nutrition lesson. And Tammy uh, and Tom, anything else you want to say in closing about what you have coming up on your show or uh, any uh, new initiatives? Or um, Well, we, ha- we have a lot of exciting interviews coming up. So we do have Dr. Greger coming on um, this coming Thursday. So by the time this launches, it the will replay, already have happened. The replay will be there. Yeah. He's always an interesting listen. He yeah. is. So, um, yeah, so we're just um, making a lot of videos and um, we just keep doing what we're doing, spreading the word. Well, thank you so much, Tammy and Tom of Nutmeg Notebook, the blog and the YouTube channel. Rich, thank you and sign us off. Yeah, absolutely. Find them on nutmeg, or nutmegnotebook.com and again, the Nutmeg Notebook channel as well on YouTube. For us, you can find the Glenn Merzer podcast and more at realmeneatplants.com. Click on that podcast uh, button up there. While you're there, why don't you hit the support button, help us out, and also help out Paul's party. Take the 30-day challenge, read the blogs, um, go to our YouTube channel as well and get everything that you need on the Glenn Mercer show. Tammy and Tom, great job tonight. Glenn, you were splendid as always. We thank everybody for listening and remember to hit that like button and subscribe today to the Glenn Mercer show and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.